So Devin Booker's better than Joe. He's better than Fox. He's performing in playoffs. I mean, postseason, Devin Booker performs. He's been to the finals, what, twice? Once? Well, I mean, if I had to rank them in order, I'm picking Ja first, Book second, and then it'll be De'Aaron Fox. I, I do got to give credit to Devin Booker because what he's doing now is is kind of ridiculous. I mean, it literally is. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, for the past two games, I think he missed like no more than what, eight shots or something like that? He's 34 for 43. 34 for 43. No. Eight for 12. And he's shooting more than 50%. That has to be more than 50%. I don't know the number. Nah, it's, no. it's, it's, way, it's like in the 70s, bro. Nah, and, bro. That doesn't make sense. And he's averaging 26.8, 5.1, 7.4. 5.1 rebounds, 7.4 assists in the playoffs. Just with both in both series, not just with against the Nuggets. I mean, I guess the Nuggets, he's averaging like at least 30, I believe. I mean, he dropped what? first The last game, he dropped like 40-something. 47. And then the last other game. the 36 game, and 47. Yeah, he has to be averaging 30, but nah. He's, like, he's averaging close to 40, but. He, he's, he's ridiculous. I mean, a part of it is because uh, I don't want to discredit him, cause, but uh, he doesn't have KD on his team. And if you watch the games, I mean, they're doubling KD. They're doubling KD. You they're know? doubling Devin Booker too. Not as much as KD though. You know, he he gets those those shots, those open shots as well, and a lot of them are contested as well. But the focus point, it looks like it's more on KD. But as far as what he's doing, even with the double team or not, I mean, that's that right there. He has like to hold the record for it because I mean, as efficient as he is and the scoring that he's doing, I haven't seen it before and. Without that, I mean Denver. I mean this could have been three one right now, right? And then three, if it's three one, we all know what three one means. I mean this, it, the game is over. So this series was over pretty much. I mean he dropped that last game, and KD went off as well. But without those performances, the series would have been over three one. They're not coming back for three one as great as they those two players are. So yeah, shout out to Denver Booker. He's been doing his thing. But as far as um, that order or John Moran, he's better than John Moran, De'Aaron Fox. I've got job first, D-Book, and then D-Aaron Fox. The fact that he's scoring this much in a postseason, even with Kevin Durant, that's impressive because most of the shots are going to Kevin Durant primarily. Chris Paul is out too. Yeah, and so he has to step it up. They both have to step it up, and they're doing He's consistent. stepping up his playmaking too, not just his scoring. He's playmaking for them too in the absence yep. of Chris Paul. I mean, he's a – kind of run point before Chris Paul was there he, he wasn't the traditional point guard he's more like a shooting guard that can run the ball kind of like Westbrook he can run point but he's not a real point guard it's more of a scorer but the fact that he can do this with Kevin Durant and be efficient probably more efficient than Kevin Durant it's, it's really impressive he is this is the second time y'all remember earlier in the season he had a 20 for 25 game Y'all remember that? Uh -huh. he, had another, he had a game where he went 20 for 25, exactly like he did again. So I think he has been kind of under the radar, and we brush him off when we talk about, like, some of the best players in the league. And I think he's he's putting it on notice that, yeah, like, he's up there, bro. Uh, I think, like, for me personally, the playoffs kind of have skewed the placement for Donovan Mitchell, for Jaw. And has elevated De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, those players that kind of get overlooked. And you, you, you gave it an order. You said Jaw. You said Jaw. Booker, Devin Booker, and De'Aaron Fox. I'm taking, De I'm taking De'Aaron Fox and Devin Booker over Jaw. I'm being for real. Like I'm not being like this is me being unbiased, bro. Unbiased, as fuck. I'm taking both of them over Jaw, bro. At this point, I'm taking both of them. Just me. Mm. So what it sounds like you're going off playoff performance. Is that what so would you have said this when before the playoff started? Definitely not. Nah. Definitely not. It, this I mean that's what I'm saying. It's skewed. Like all this has skewed my my look, but like if I need I need a player in the playoffs, man, give me Devin Booker. <laughs> At this point, like, come on, bro. I mean, it's kinda true. Like John's a great player, don't get me wrong, but there's just certain if I was to pick one player to I guess be the cornerstone of my team, I'm I'm picking Devin Booker. The reason why I wouldn't pick John Morant, I mean he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but I don't know, he just doesn't when I see a championship player, I don't see John being number one. 
You see Devin Booker being number one? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't even know about that. I think you're going. I think you're going a little far, bro. But, I, but I'm just saying, being like, honest, like. Yeah. I've seen like LeBron James, he's the number one. Kevin Durant, he's gonna be the number one. Or like Stephen Curry, like they had two number ones. That's why the dynasty was virtually unbeatable. Yeah. Then you just like let's say um Memphis just gets Kevin Durant, whatever, somehow. Who's number one? Katie. Who's number two? Ja. And do you think that team can take this do you think that team can actually go to the finals and compete? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck but yeah. Let's say John, John Morant's number one and say number two, they bring in fucking, I don't know, Kyrie Irving or some shit. You know, someone of that caliber. He's a superstar, but not going to be the number one option on the championship team. I just don't see John Morant being that. As great as he is, it's, it's no diss at him. The fact that you're a superstar and being the number one guy on the team, it just shows he's a great player, but Championship teams aren't just great teams. They're phenomenal teams. I feel like he could be the number one option on the championship team. I mean, if we look at, <clears throat> what was it, last year's performance? I mean, mm-hmm. we went, I mean, with the Grizzlies lost to the Warriors, the, I mean, who was eventually the finals, right? Who who won the finals, their final right. championship. And, the, for the, and it was a competitive series as well. I think there were like two games that blow out. I mean, I remember Memphis blew the Warriors out by what? It seemed like 50. Right, so they definitely competed. I mean, and Ja was the leader of that team. So I feel like if they would have won against the Warriors, they could have been the finals. Right? They could they could have been the the champions for that season. I mean, I know we're playing the if game, but I mean they got two games against the potential or oh, well, the future. The final, yeah, the future champions. So they weren't that far off. But this mm-hmm. Memphis team this year, they're not the same. They're injured and. Ja did underperform. I, mean, I feel like the whole Memphis Grizzlies team underperformed in the playoffs, but is it expected? Yeah, they're injured, right? They yeah. don't have those core pieces. Like, you know, Steven Adams was out. Brandon Clark is out. And then the last game, Luke Kennard was out. I mean, the series was pretty much over. But even then, Luke Kennard, you know, he's a he's a factor. You know, he had, he's somebody that you can worry about and can make a difference in a game just due to his three-point shooting. So I don't think it was too far-fetched that the Memphis Grizzlies could have won the finals and I think that John Morant could be the number one option on the championship team. As long as he has the pieces around him, he could be the number one. I think I think it's too early to tell. I mean, I think it's too early. I think it's still more to his game that he's got to add. I got to see a little bit more. But as a moment right now, he's not. But could he be? I think so. With, I mean, the athleticism he got, his playmaking – He's gonna have to work on his jumper. I mean, that's the big hindrance on his on his damn game is his jumper. When it's falling, he has big nights. He looks he's unstoppable when his shot is falling. And he also has to add from the mid range. He really doesn't shoot any mid range shots. He it's just it's just it looks one dimensional right now. But I think he can grow in that aspect. And the success of the Grizzlies so far, can you attribute to? attribute it because John Morant has been the number one option or because we just have a really, really solid team. They just have a really solid team and they've have quality, quality players around Ja. And he may not necessarily have to be the number one option here in Memphis. I think Memphis is suited to be a championship contender without a number one option. Do you need the number one option? Need maybe 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 you need a closer. And that doesn't have to be jaw. I mean, you need a number one option. Any team needs a number one option. Look at look at Miami Heat. You can't name one team that was one of the finals without a number one option. The Pistons. The Detroit Wait, Pistons. In 4 Come yeah. on, right? That's like what twenty two decades ago. But it's an example though. My man, yeah, two decades the game we, has changed. We don't even know the players. Even the, even the Celtics in all eight, they didn't have a number one. Just had three really good players. Paul Pierce was Paul probably Pier- number one. Yeah, Paul Pierce is the number one. He, but we mis- do we mistake the number one option for the closer? Because, I mean, a team's going to have a closer. I mean, for sure. That kind of is what a number one option. Your your responsibility is to be able to close, and not only that, but perform at a high level throughout the whole game. And it's not just but, on offense. But I think Memphis has, has capable pieces, capable players that can do that throughout the game. But who's, who's going to be your guy that's – you can't – see, a number one option can't just be a one side. It can't be a glass cannon. You can't just be able to score buckets, but then when it comes to defense, you have to look like Luka, like – as fucked up as it is, like it's very rare when you can be so efficient on offensive end that it doesn't matter how bad your defense is. 
or vice versa. You can be a great defender, but if you can't score for shit, you're not going to be the number one guy. You need to have both both offense and defense to be a number one guy, number one option, the guy of the team. Whether it's closing at the end of the game, taking the game-winning shot, or holding the best player in the second quarter to keep them, you know, from scoring. So, I don't really... And that's why I can't really see John Morant being number one. Of course, he's going to get you buckets. He can, you know, get space for his teammates by drawing attention to himself. But his defense isn't all there. He, it's not slacking, but... Yeah, he, got, he, got, he got stuff to add to his game. For yeah, sure. for example, like... Like, in the play... In, when you go in the finals, it's guard heavy in this league. You got Curry. Like, he's one guy that... Like, just off the top of my head, can't y'all hold Curry? Not necessarily at all. Well, nobody can hold Curry for. But still, you need to do something. You <laughs> can't just can let him Curry, run wild. You have to put some pressure on him, make but, him work for it. But at that point, bro, I feel like that's team defense. A, a, a system like the Warriors, bro, that's a... And you got to attribute that to, like, what the Lakers are doing. That's team defense, bro. And team personnel, because... Curry can't guard anybody either. Because, goddamn it, Dennis Schroeder can't... <laughs> Dennis Schroeder can't guard Curry, but you have AD. You got LeBron. You got size. At that point, it's like, nope. There's no one-on-one defense in the NBA. Like, everybody's going to get fucking beat. Jaw's going to get beat. Uh, I don't give a fuck. Who's the lockdown defender? Drew Holiday's getting beat. But, bro, there's nobody that can guard anybody. But the defense, I feel like that's more of a team thing. That's more of a... How good is the communication on defense and how much effort are you put in? And as the game wanes, that's when defensive laps can happen when you're fucking tired. When just a other t- just a, just earlier I was watching a video the Lakers where Anthony Davis was tired. There he was gonna run off a pick. Anthony Davis anticipated that Curry was gonna come around the pick, but Curry saw that Anthony Davis was already in that position, already tired, and he just went back door and beat Austin Reeves. It's like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like team shit. So I see what you're saying about defense. Because there's good one-on-one defenders, but I don't know. Is there a lockdown defender, bro, in the NBA? There's a lot of lockdown defenders. Uh, it's just, I mean, a lockdown defender doesn't necessarily mean you're going to lock them down each and every game. It's just pretty much your best defender. I think we just have that misconception, though. They're like, the, you put this person on him, and you're gonna somehow shut him down. Yeah, right. like that's gonna, not that's it, not gonna happen. Yeah, especially you put this when you, person on Curry, he's gonna drop two points. Yeah, that's that's not, not that's not happening, bro. Yeah, this not. ain't two K, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. But for example, like Marcus Smart, he's a great defender, he's, he's great a hustler. Man. His yeah. offensive game isn't all there, but I mean, shit, for what he brings on the defensive end and effort, you don't need him to be a sharpshooter. You don't need him to be dunking on people. Yeah, when he's making shots and shit, that's just like a plus. That's like mm-hmm. exactly. an ad. That's Similar to like Draymond Green. Like Draymond Green, Green is there to defend and make the other team just pretty much work for it. Like there is going to be no easy pass for a layup. There is not going to be no easy shot at the rim. He moves the ball to his teammates so they can get open shots. And if he shoots down a three or gets a dunk in, that's just a plus. It's a bonus, yeah. Like. Shit, ain't no one gonna say no. Didn't he do that in like game? He was really aggressive in yeah, one of the going. games. He scored Three, 20, like twenty points. He was going. No, it was two. Game, game two. two, he had twenty points, and then in the one game he had like he was 11, 11, 9, almost a triple double. Uh, so, yeah. but y'all right now, not, not, not. I don't know, bro. In the future, yeah, I just need. I feel like he's gonna progress though, bro. That much talent, he has to progress. And if even he doesn't, that's a disappointment. But I'm not gonna say he won't, bro. He's gonna get better. You got another hot take, bro. All right. So, you know how Memphis Grizzlies just pretty much threw Dylan Brooks <laughs> under the bus? Yeah. Y'all think he's getting scapegoated? Mm. Is he Because, I mean, think about it. Is he really the biggest issue in Memphis? Like, I'm, this is me being unbiased. I was high as fuck when I was thinking about this shit. So, that <laughs> was like, bro, are they trying to scapegoat him? Because what, what did Dylan Brooks do all this year? He did some dirty fouls, like two or three during the season, right? And he talked shit to LeBron, like in the regular season and in the fucking postseason. But was that really the biggest disruption? Wasn't it, you don't know, maybe someone dangling a gun at a strip club more of a disruption to the team than but, calling someone old? Uh, I'm just saying, bro. Like, so you, I'm so you don't, so you, so you don't think he's he, he you you think he's being scapegoated? I think he was a problem. But was he D biggest problem? I don't think so. 
And it's kind of an easy scapegoat. He's the villain. Get rid of the villain. No one's questioning it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just kind of find it funny. It's a weird situation. Uh, Is he getting scapegoated? Yeah, but the only reason he's getting scapegoated is because, I told y'all, because of the response that they gave, because of the the statement they gave where they said, he's going to, we don't want him back under any means. They made him look like the the biggest problem in Memphis. But I do think he was the biggest problem, bro. He I don't know really if he was, was the biggest. I'm, I'm talking about this season. Like entirely like last season he wasn't but he was doing some bad shit, but I'm saying this season. He's the biggest he's the biggest I don't problem. Know, bro. Bro. He's the biggest problem. Before the the gun stuff, bro, the, the I'm saying like it wasn't just the gun stuff. You had him punching a kid. You had the uh, Indiana situation like, bro, but you also had Dylan Brooks. On, you also had Dylan Brooks like hitting Donovan Mitchell in the nuts. Right. You had him stepping over, fouling, pushing Mike Conley, stepping over him. You had the the moments with him and Shannon Sharp. You had the moments <laughs> with him and the cameraman. Like he's just doing way too much, bro. I think he was he was he just made it worse. Oh, and it's like he didn't make it better, but I don't think he was the biggest problem. He was a problem for sure. Like I, I ain't gonna deny that. And like his his actions never changed. Like he never calmed down. It's like throughout the season he was doing stupid shit, and then the playoffs he just made it worse by doing what he did with Lebr- talking about LeBron and doing all that. Like he's a problem, bro. I don't, is he getting? I just don't like the I don't like the statement they gave out. But I think him not being brought brought back is the right decision right. to not bring him back to Memphis. I, mean, I feel like he's just, he's the obvious target just because of what he's done. I mean. Say for instance, if he was quiet, right? Just say for instance, he if he was quiet throughout the entire, not even the entire season, the, since the playoffs started or right before the playoffs started, and Memphis lost, I don't think that anybody would be talking about what Dylan Brooks did during the pre or during the regular season. They'd probably be talking about what John Morant did, right? Instead, but because of his actions and what he did during the playoffs, that pretty much does make him the play uh, the the target, right? Is all Dylan Brooks' fault? It definitely wasn't all his fault. But he but was a factor. He was, he was a, a factor. factor. He's like the, the number one factor pretty much. He brought all this attention on the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are now the most hated team in the NBA. So it's like, I mean, fans hate him. NBA players hate him. Coaches hate him. The fam- it's just like not a good look. So might as well, like, you know, the organization probably hates him as well because if you're going to talk stuff, talk stuff, you're going to have to back it up. And, and then he was to LeBron, bro. Yeah, I mean, the, he talks stuff to the most – to the you know, golden the famous, child, bro. Yeah, the, the the face of the NBA, right? The most, <laughs> the person who gets the most attention in the NBA. So if you gotta, if you don't talk trash, you gotta back it up in some way, offensively or defensively. And he didn't do any of that. So I feel it was a good decision for the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, a team is gonna pick him up. He's not gonna be paying out of town or I mean out of the country or anything. He <laughs> still be worthy of another NBA <laughs> team. Listen for the knee how Dylan Brooks. But it was just um. It was just a, I don't know, it was a weird season for the Memphis Grizzlies. Too much went on injuries, too much attention. They just need to be humble and get back to the grit and grind. So, Just to make it worse, I ain't going to respect nobody until they give me 40 and when we lose, we lose by 40. It's like, the Memphis Grizzlies are just a meme. Sadly, this team is a meme and it's a... And it's crazy because they they could be like the most likable team in the NBA. They, they could be, they could be like the Kings. Yeah, they could have been the most likable team in the NBA. Like had a shot. Yeah, but they just blew it up. I mean, due like, to their personnel and the players they have, it's cool. They they have a lot of likable players on the team still. But I mean, Desmond Bain, other than like when he was LeBron was like, you're talking all that shit. You hit them. Other than that, he's never really done anything. Nobody on the team has ever done anything yeah. except for John Moran and Dylan Brooks. <laughs> They're like the two that are just. Causing fucking the, rascals, man. too much attention, man. Yeah, like who hates the Kings except for y'all two? But I mean, other than I y'all two, like, it, who hates I'm the, just telling you, like, but they could have. It wasn't gonna play how you thought. Memphis could have been so likable, like like the Kings, but but blew it. Yeah, blew it. Do you think they would have got rid of Brooks if Memphis won the series? No. You think they still would just say get the fuck out? Wait, just this series? Listen, they, I mean, they go all the way one, to the Western Conference Finals. Damn, that's a good question. Would they still let go of Dylan Brooks? I think anything short of a championship would just let him go, bro. <laughs> Honestly. Because imagine next series, he's going to be talking shit to who? To, <laughs> to, the, to the Nuggets or or, or, he's gonna or be Dylan Brooks or something? I mean, Devin Booker or something? Devin Curry. 
There's mean, some teams that may want that though. To be honest, they might want a player like Dylan Brooks to talk trash and just you know, keep their keep that attention on them. Maybe it was like up up and coming team. You need somebody like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's gonna get picked up for sure. I mean, yeah. he's a, he's not a bad player by any means. Uh, I've I see him being a great three and D player for sure. He'd be an asset to some team out there. He had his moments, bro. I mean, yeah, he did for sure, especially in a regular season. It wasn't like he was just a bum. I mean, I remember yeah. him going at the Brooklyn Nets as well with KD and Harden. He won that game mm-hmm. for the Memphis. He dropped, I think, like thirty something and won that game. So yeah, he definitely had his moments. It just you got to have consistent moments, not just one out of every ten games and. Act like you're the best player in the world. This is a segment where we remember our good memories of Dylan Brooks, bro. Yeah. As a, as a Grizzly. Yeah, I still remember the Cavs game, though. That was, that was clutch. That was clutch. When he blocked Darius Garland, that was nice. Oh, well. It's been fun, Brooks. Yeah. And the Warriors game, too. He got Draymond's armpit. No more Dylan in the building <laughs> for us. Nope. Hey, bro, y'all saw that shit that happened yesterday with Jokic? Uh-huh. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. That's that's some bitch ass shit what they did to Jokic. They gave him a twenty five k fine for trying to get the ball back from the owner. For real? Like, yeah, I didn't know they fined yeah. him. I know they got mm-hmm. him a technical or whatever. They got mm-hmm. fine. Uh, bro, if he if he would have got suspended, that's when I would have been like mad, bro. That's that would that would have been outrage if they suspended him. Man, it's that. it's bullshit now. Like the the game is going on. They just scored. Why the fuck are you holding the ball as a as a walk as a bystander as a fan? You're not a player. You're not a referee. You shouldn't be touching holding on to the ball. If it goes your way, okay, grab it, throw it back. But what the? F- why? Why are you holding that shit? Yeah, not only did he like hold it, but then when then Jokic he when Jokic went and grabbed it, it's like he tightened up on it. Like I ain't gonna give it to you. And then that's when like Jokic yanked it and, and pushed his dumb ass. Like you didn't even they, they try to say he elbowed him, bro. He just used his forearm, and it made flop. They just said, "Peg it to his seat, bro." That's that's just wild. They gave him a tech for that. He was the owner. He was actually like the owner of the Suns. Still, yeah. bro. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I feel like it's exaggerated. I feel like they shouldn't have caught anything because I mean, this is an NBA game going on right now. So why are you holding on to the ball? In his so, playoffs, bro. Yeah, Jokic has the points, but at the same time, if I was him, you know, I wouldn't have gave it up either. To be honest, you know, I'm holding on to the ball, and then Jokic just comes up and tries to grab the ball for me. Are y'all just gonna let him just grab it? Well, I mean, Jokic came up and he was just like, he was like. I think he's like, hey, hey, like, give me the ball. Because he was and trying to, like, get the, it, the and game the going. Owner, and then the owner just, like, held it tighter, bro. But I would do the same thing, though. <laughs> Hell, I'm letting that shit go. You let Jokic, it go? Jokic what? big as fuck. What the fuck he's am I going to do? What is he going to do, though? He's like, not going to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> big as hell. Have you seen his brother? Oh, yeah, his, I'd be more scared of his brother than him, to be honest. All three of them folks. Nah, bro, I'm not holding on to that. I'm what? holding on to it, bro. If anything, it'd be worse. It'd be worse. He's Siberian, I believe. Serbian. Oh, Serbian. 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 Isn't that the same thing? I say Siberia. No. <laughs> Sar- isn't he from Siberia? No, for he's from Serbia. Oh, okay. It's the same thing. <laughs> no, Shit, same thing to us. He's a, he's a Serbian. No, I don't say that. <laughs> we got the history major over here, y'all. He's, he's Serbian, brother. That's, that's in the, that's in the okay. Balkans, bro. Yeah. No. Uh, it's not far from where from where Jonas, <laughs> Valanciunas, and where uh, Luca's from, either. I think it's like, they're like on the same. And Luca's Slovenian? Slovakian yeah. or whatever Slovenian Slovenian I'm finna say Is it Slovakian Valentino's from Lithuania or something like that Yeah He's from there There's So many little countries Over there in Europe Yeah Uh, What was I gonna say I just don't like the fact That that other fat fuck Put his hands on him The, the <laughs> one that got kicked out There was a fan that got kicked out Some fat Hold on Pull it over Is there a game going on right now Yeah Yeah my boy Jimmy Bucky's going ham on, on Jalen Brunson. Really? Looking up, looking up the fan that pushed. I thought you, were, I thought they were blowing them out or something. Shit, yeah, fifty four to forty five, Miami. Ah, uh, dang, he finna go up three one. My boy Jimmy Bucky's got that big old seven points. Let's go. <laughs> but I just don't like the fact that that this dude put his hand. He he pushed he pushed Jokic and they kicked, and they ejected that fan out the. But he looks. Some little man, I just hate I hate entitled people in general. So this is this is a subject that I just don't bro. Like don't touch the fucking players. Like you, who the fuck are you to put your hands on the player? This dude, that dude right there, right there, right there, right there. That fat fuck right there with yeah. his hands. Oh man, look what is uh, in his hand. <laughs> he got fat that beer. Fuck. Yeah. Look at his fat ass. He's a nib- he's fucking <laughs> just he doesn't know what's going on. I'm saying, bro, like how entitled do 
I mean, I don't care if you're drunk. I don't care, but you don't put your hands on him. And then he was in, he was like near him. He like got Yeah, he, he came forward. up and pushed him like, who are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they kicked him out. They should have fined him. He <laughs> <laughs> put his hands up like, help me. How entitled do you have to be to say, yeah, I can put my hands on an NBA player? I never understood that, bro. Yeah. I never understood that. If I was an NBA player uh, and they put a, their hands on me, it's over you, bro. Like, it's malice <laughs> in the palace. It's malice <laughs> in the palace, bro. It's over with, bro. You going to throw your season away like that? I don't care. You can throw his career away. <laughs> crazy. But st- speaking of the Denver Nuggets and Suns, I mean, the series is tied now, 2-2. It was like last week the Nuggets were looking like the most dominant team in the playoffs, and now we're tied up. But even with that, I, had, I, I mean, I was, the game, game four, it felt like through the first three quarters that the Suns just have to be absolutely perfect. perfect. And Devin Booker and KD have to be going nuclear, and the bench needs to produce they did. just for them to keep up with the Nuggets. They did, though. That's what it feels like. Yeah, it feels like. I was watching the game. I'm like, bro. I was like, the Suns got to make this shot. They made it. They got to get this defense out. They made it, you know. And it's, it's crazy part is, like, the Nuggets are still scoring and, like, in the game to pretty much the last minute. And then Shaman stepped up. You know, yeah. their bench was scoring. I mean, nah. Without Shaman, that game would have been lost. I mean, he came in. He just, like, couldn't miss. Shot, like, three threes back to back. Gave them some energy. Of course, Devin Booker wasn't missing either. KD hit timely shots. So, I mean, it was crazy. But, yeah, the, the Suns... Had to pay perfect, pretty much, and they did. It's crazy. That game and game and game three, it feels like the same way. It's like they have to pay. What is going on? They just have to play absolutely perfect, bro. And I don't know if that's sustainable. I was gonna ask y'all that. Like, do y'all think that this scoring output from Devin Booker and KD is sustainable? And the bench, and and also, do we not give the Suns enough credit on their depth? They're not the deepest team in the NBA. But if you look at the Nuggets, neither are they, bro. They're not the deepest team in the NBA. Off the bench, they had Chris Braun, Brown. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Chris Brown, Jeff oh, Green, and uh, Bruce Brown. Those are their three players coming off the bench. And then the Suns ran a 10-man. They ran Landell, Terrence Ross, TJ Warren. Chris Paul coming back. Cameron Payne goes on the bench. And uh, who am I forgetting? Landry Shamit. They're not, they're not depleted, bro. They're not depleted of depth. I guess we're just waiting on this moment where they produce. Uh, yeah, where they produce. Yeah, they haven't produced until the last game. That's the only game that they pretty much have produced. But are, are they capable of doing much, it, though? Do you think they're think capable? So. I mean, TJ Warren hit a, a very, I mean, pretty much the the dagger the other game. But I don't, you know... I think I think before I think Landry Shaman, well he dropped like seventeen or something. I think for the entire series he had like no more than seven points total. All right, so he's like you can't count on that like Landry Shaman to go off like that again and hit those timely shots. So I don't believe in the Suns bent, especially with Chris Paul out now. It's crazy because that they're winning now <clears throat> without Chris Paul. I mean they lost. I mean they won the last two games without him. But I don't I don't believe in the, the Phoenix Suns bench, especially now that the series is going back to Denver. Bench players play better at home. Now they're going to Denver. It's not going to happen. I got Denver Nuggets winning the next game. And once they go back to Phoenix, I don't know. Maybe they do force it to game seven. But I feel like once the Denver Nuggets are up 3-2, it'll be hard for the well, the Suns to win the next game. So I feel like whoever wins the next game is going to win the series. And even if Devin Booker and KD perform well in those games, they still got a chance to lose. Do you, do you have do you do you have confidence in them to keep up with the scoring output like this crazy combining for eighty plus points together again? It wouldn't be that surprising because those are two of the best scores in the game. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did. But I don't think it's gonna happen this game. I don't think they're gonna combine more than seventy points next game. I just don't. I just can't see it happening, especially in Denver. I think they're gonna pretty much just shut down. Like one player completely, and then just let the other player go off. But I I just don't see them maintaining this series, or the scoring output, or the scoring output from either player. Nah, you're giving up on the Suns that quick, man. I mean, I was never high up on them in the first place, though. 
I think I just think they're too hot, top heavy. So I think I think they're gonna keep it up. Those two for sure. It's the bench that's really gonna be the deciding factor if they win or lose in Denver. But KD and Book, they're both gonna show up. They're both gonna perform. I don't really think you could shut down either one because as soon as you try to lock down the other, as soon as you try to lock down one, the other's gonna just take off. And as soon as he's taking off, they're going to switch all the defense focus to him. And then the other player is just going to start taking off. And they both can easily just start getting hot. So I think it's really even an issue with the bench continue performing at the high level. Because Buck and KD, I think they're going to get that 70 points. Come on. Yeah, yeah, come on. Man, to try to predict this, it's hard. I don't want to predict it. I'm not going to predict who's going to win next game. I'm not predicting who's going to win the series, bro. I can't do it. I still think Denver's going to win it. I'm just taking this game by game because as soon as I think I got something on lock and right, I'm wrong. So, I think I think Denver might have to go deeper into their bench, bro. I mean, it wouldn't, it, would, go, though? it wouldn't hurt to at least give Reggie Jackson some minutes. He he's, doesn't play at he's all. He's getting DMPs. Ish Smith? I mean, you really don't need him, but... DMPs too, like those are quality bench players on any other team, but they don't get any minutes for for Denver. I don't know if I'm just overreacting because of Game Four and and the Suns bench has made the Denver Nuggets bench look horrible. That's like my main gripe on on that series, pretty much. I mean, yeah, think about it. They they were up two zero with their that pretty much the same lineup that they played. And the games that they lost was pretty much were pretty much con- competitive as well. So there, it's not too far of a stretch for them to win that game. They honestly could have swept the Suns if they would have performed in Phoenix. But as far as those DMPs, I don't, I don't know. You know, I think they're doing good without them playing. But yeah, for sure, I think that Reggie Jackson do does deserve some some minutes for sure. I'm not too sure about Ishmith, but you know, because in playoff time, it, it the rotation shortened. Yeah. There's only so much. You can't play like 10 players. I know you said the Phoenix Suns play 10 yeah, players. Yeah, they did. But they did 10. They flipped the script. Yeah, teams don't play that, bro. It'll be like seven, eight man rotation, pretty much max. Unless you have like a fully, you know, a very deep team. But even even then, this is playoff time. You want your best players on the court observing the most amount of minutes. And you, you just don't want to gamble, gamble and take any chances with your role player. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who wins the next game. But whoever wins next game is going to win. Win the series. And we were talking about the best player. Oh, are you going to say something? Sure, no. bro. Say it, bro. I ain't got no, no, no specific. But say it, bro. <laughs> say what? <laughs> uh, we were talking about the best playoff performers. Let's talk about the worst. Shift it up a little bit. My guy, Julius Randle. In my opinion... He's not built for the playoffs, bro. The way he plays, it's just not. I don't know if it's also because they're just playing a very ugly matchup in the Miami Heat where they can just shrink the floor on him. They have great defenders, which is attributed to that. But he's just been horrible in both series with Atlanta and New York. He has the worst shooting percentage of any player. Yeah. Where has he been? Huh? We had, where has he been? I haven't heard of him at all. You know, he he was hurt for a while, but even when he's on the floor, he's like... Yeah, he missed two games. That's how he missed two games. He's been a no-show for he's been He's been shooting, like, what, 28% from he the field? He had one good game, or not even a decent game. He's just, like, Isn't, not performing at all. From the past three years, he's yeah he's, he's he has the worst field goal percentage of any player that's attempted more than 100 shots in the, in the playoffs. He's averaging 15.3 points. When he was averaging 25 in the regular season, 8.3 rebounds, 3.6 assists with 3.1 turnovers. So for every assist, he's got a turnover. And he's shooting 23% from three on seven attempts. And he'd be taking some stupid shots, bro. He takes some like early threes, contested. I remember there was one play where he he had Quentin Grimes open on the wing. Quentin Grimes asked for the ball. He didn't. He looked at him and didn't pass it to him, and took a contested mid-range shot just to get his first bucket of the game. Because up to that point, he hadn't made a shot. Yeah, it's stuff like that that it makes me 
like I, I root for Julius Randle because and during the regular season and his most improved player year, he was such like a Cinderella story. But I started to see stuff like this, and then his body language when like he's not hitting shots is like he disengages on defense and he just he gets moody when he's things ain't going his way, you know. And hey, I just wanted to bring that up because we were talking about like the best players. I mean, you're it, the only one that really likes him between us three. You know, I, I, we never really been high up. On is, is he gonna cost? Could he cost them the series? It ain't gonna be just him. Is he gonna be the? Is he gonna be the reason though? When if, if New York loses, will he be the reason they lose? He might be the the biggest factor, but he's gonna be the one he's that's not, being talked he, about. He's not the only. Yeah, he probably will be. He's gonna be. I mean, because. You can't put the blame on Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. being all right. Or R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett been balling. Yeah, and he's not, and he's not even expected to really ball like that in the playoffs either. So even if he has like eight, or if R.J. Barrett has a slaw series where he just doesn't perform, no one's gonna be like, oh, it's R.J. Barrett's fault. Yeah. I mean, it's, it should be Julius Randle's fault because he's underperformed extremely. It's not like oh, well, he's averaging a couple, two or four points less and one rebound. Less. No, he's like, it's, com- it's a, like, yeah, it's a complete drop, you know. Mm-hmm. And as far as like you're supposed to be one of the best players on the team, either the one that's taking us, I'm not too sure at this point. Maybe Brunson is the number one option. He's the number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah no so. option. He just like D Mitchell. He took took over the team. Yeah. So I mean, you're underperforming this bad. You gotta be the the reason. You gotta be the main focus. And if they're losing this series, then all the fans gonna be pointing out on Julius Randle. And I feel like he deserves it to be honest. Yeah. You got something to say, bro? All right, man. Oh, and Jimmy Butler hasn't yet to make a three in this series. I don't know if he hit one already in this. If he no, hit one in this game, this is his first, his first three. <laughs> I doubt he hit a three. Yeah, he's still averaging 20, 27. My boy Jimmy Buckets. What's more significant, the Knicks being down or the Heat being up, bro? What's more surprising to you? I mean, I thought like that he was going to win the series regardless, so I'm not, I'm not surprised. I feel like he's at a good spot right now, 2-1. Looks like Miami may win. It'll be 3-1. And as I said before, I just don't see this Miami Heat team losing to the Knicks because they beat the Milwaukee Bucks, who I had going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, I hate to say that, but... And they're up by eight right now against the Knicks. Yeah, so it looks like the Heat are going to go against the either the Celtics or 76ers, one of them. Man, it's just crazy to think that they beat the Bucks easily too. Like, Will this be the first time that an AC makes it to the conference finals? If they win, I have to Google Shit, that. Has Memphis do. done it before? Got to look that up. No, nah, they beat when San they beat Antonio Spurs. Spurs. It was the first round. Yeah, they made oh. out the first round, but they didn't make it to the conference finals. Oh, okay. From Maybe. from AC to conference finals, and it's so crazy how the Heat last year were the number one seed in the East. And now they're the number eight seed. <laughs> and they're going to the conference finals. Well, we Man, know the seven seed is going to make it to the conference finals. What are you talking about? In the West. Oh, you oh, want to talk about that series? Man. So, we going to the West. We know the seven seed is going to make it to the finals. I don't know if there's a stat for that. Has that ever been done before? Let, let's say let's say, let's say the Lakers won. Let's just, go, let's just dip in a little bit into the 76ers and, and and Celtics, bro. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why we gotta say the Lakers one? Uh? Save the best for last. Let's save the best one. For, that's been the best series so far. Don't don't. I mean, what kind of? There've been two blowouts, but yeah. it's been it's been the best series back so far. Back. Um, has it been the best series? Hell yeah. What's better? The Sixers and Celtics. Well, I mean, they've been blowing some series. Even the Suns and Nuggets has been two two. Well. Yeah, they've been just they've been good series. All right, all right. I'm not, I'm not having a good playoffs. Um. Bro, the 76ers have won their two games by a combined of five points, and the Celtics have won both of their games by a combined of 48 points. <laughs> I saw that stat, and I and I kind of, I was like, what in the world? And mm-hmm. I think the person that's getting the most attention right now, obviously, is James Harden. Yeah. Because in two games that they've won, he's been ultra-aggressive. Crazy. And does he still have that vintage Harden left in him? Is he? Is, do you really think he's just not... Like tapping into it, and he's really just trying to be a complete facilitator, and he's holding himself back in the system he's playing with with the Sixers. He's holding himself back for sure. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes when Embiid doesn't play. He looks to score. It's like he looks to score. He looks to be aggressive and be the best player on the court. But with that Embiid, we've seen it with the losses. 
He isn't aggressive. He isn't making his shots. His playmaker's off. He's turning the ball over more, which I really don't get with Embiid playing. I feel like he should bring that same energy when Embiid is on the court because that'll take more pressure off of Embiid. It'll take more pressure off of Tyrese Maxey. It'll take pressure off the, pretty much the entire team. So I don't see why those two players, the two best players on the team, can't go off at once. You know, we see with the Phoenix Suns. They, they, they did it finally yesterday. Finally yeah, they finally. did it. Like, finally they did it. And they won, right? I mean, with the OT, they got a, you know aggressive game and eventually won. But I just don't see why James Harden isn't that same person. I mean, I don't, I don't expect him to be that same, have the same scoring output, right, and dropping 40 each game. But he could still average 20, I mean, or have like a 25-point game with him being on the court. I see that happening. I could see him adding on 10 assists, even with playing again alongside him because that pick and roll is deadly. And, and Bede is the MVP, right? You have an MVP on your team. You have an all-star on your team. You have an up-and-coming superstar pretty much in Tyrese Maxey. Tobias Harris has been pretty quiet for the most part, but – at this point, I kind of expect that. I don't, I don't really <laughs> rely on surprise here, but I just don't see how those two players can't really dominate and just, you know, win the game easily against the Celtics team. I'm not too sure what's going on, but it'll be fun to see both of them going crazy. Just take the series over. Yeah, it really just, li- um, just lies on whether or not James Harden can bring out that prime beard because, man, like, He's pretty much the big elephant in the room. When he goes off, Philly wins. But when he's struggling, they're getting their ass blown out. And, all right. So, not only was John Morant struggling for, like, half of the series. But yesterday, a player that surprised me of how he was struggling, primarily in the first half, would be Jason Tatum. Now, he he went 0 for 8. He went for 9, didn't he? he went 1 for uh, yeah, I think 0 for 9. One for nine. But and, he turned up in the second half, though. Yeah, but, I mean, even then, like, he was doing the other things other than scoring. He was playing defense. He was trying to find his man, rebounding. Bah. Bah. <laughs> like, <laughs> go watch it. Well, Damn, that was at 2 p.m.? Yeah. And we're ready. Damn. Ready to lose. That's fine. Yeah, I mean. Who y'all? Who y'all? Who y'all got in that series? Philly. I'm not saying anything, man. I'm not giving input. I'm not. I'm not gonna yeah, predict Philly. series. I got Philly. You had Philly before you even started. Though, yeah. Right? I'm yeah. not predicting who, series. Who do you have that before I had, series? I had Philly, but I'm not. At this point, I'm not gonna predict anything. You don't want to jinx them. I don't want to. I just. I'm just taking things <laughs> game by game because there's just so much that goes into these series. It's, it's amazing. Just like for example, I'm trying. To, I'm not gonna try to jump ahead, but with the Warriors series, you say. How they're just switching things up every single game. Every single game, someone gets switched up. Kevin, Kevon Looney gets put on the bench. And, you know, Kevon Looney's grabbing 20 boards, but he gets benched for Jermichael Green. This is a type I mean, of drastic. It was because he was sick. Yeah, and also because of the shooting, just to add some more shooting and test that out. And yeah. Because. I mean, it was the first game they did that. First game because he was sick. And then last game, they. They stuck with it. They, they fucked stuck. around and found out that she ain't gonna cut it. They stuck with I don't even know if he was really sick, to be honest. I feel like the Lakers, I mean, the Warriors mm-hmm. made an excuse. Nah, bro. Right. I think he was sick for real, bro. How you know, though, bro? How bro. you know he was sick? If we, you sick right now, fool? No, I'm not sick. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. I mean, it is, isn't this that time of year where Michael Jordan had his flu quote game. unquote flu game? I don't believe in that either. I just fine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, yeah, I feel like, yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was sick, but. I feel like the Warriors, like, they really didn't care if he was sick or not, right? Because they like, all right, cool. We got somebody we can swipe you out with and change the game plan and just switch things up. And they won a game that he, you know, Jermichael Green started. You know, he stretched the floor. But, I don't know, it's an interesting, interesting series. <laughs> like it's winning, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't say nothing, bro. I'm, I'm not giving an opinion on any four-range series. Well, what what is your opinion I'm, about the, the series so far, though, just in general? Uh, my opinion, what I've seen so far. Lakers hater, what you got to say, man? No, no, other Lakers been playing good. I, <laughs> other than Anthony Davis being like a seesaw, pretty much mm. up and down. Yeah. What may what remains consistent with him is, and the most impactful thing for him is his defense, and how his defense is disrupting what the Warriors try to do at the in the rim. Mm-hmm. I guess I forgot, I fucked around and found out how much of a great defender. Defensive player of the year, like what well, he's playing like the defensive player of the year right now. And 
Anthony Davis is the single most important player in this series out of both teams. He's the one that's going to tip the scale towards the Lakers winning, in my opinion. Um, you can make the argument for Stephen Curry, too. And what I'm waiting for is a big game from Stephen Curry. I'm waiting for an explosion from Stephen Curry um, because I feel like that's coming. At some point, Klay Thompson had a big game. He had, he had eight threes. Like he's had his his game. He's been playing great. But Stephen Curry is the one that kind of remains – like bro, when are you gonna when are you gonna go off, bro? Yeah. Like at what point are you gonna go off? But it's the same thing with AD too. It's like when are you gonna go off, AD? Like we saw him kind of do it last game. He only what he only had like twenty five points, but still it was a good game because the game before that he had eleven points. Yeah. But what I'm taking from it, yeah, he's like the most important one, and LeBron's still doing his thing. I really can't say nothing about LeBron. Um, and I'm telling you, Draymond Green is a Hall of Famer. He impacts the game more than you than you can see in the on the box score. You I mean you can see in the series on their wins, and the series has been blowout, blowout. Everything's different. It's, it's been a good series. Though. It's been a good series to see. Yeah. I'm just. I guess I'm just appreciating each series for what it is. I'm not trying to jinx. I'm not trying to predict. I ain't trying to be outlandish. Yeah. <laughs> and say something stupid and. Then the last stupid thing I said was De'Aaron Fox is better than Job. But I don't, I don't even think that was a really a, a, a reach. Yeah, I don't think it's a reach either. I mean, they're they're pretty much head to head. But yeah, I do agree that we should, no matter what, we should appreciate the series that we're seeing right now between the Lakers and the Warriors because we have, I mean, LeBron and Steph going at it again. This has been pretty much um a story right throughout their entire careers for two of the greatest of all time, two of the greatest basketball players have ever lived going against each other so this might be the last time we see it we never know you know we'll we never know if they'll meet each other again in the playoffs so i mean just to see them two go at it or just play against each other you know i'm just appreciating this and just want to take it all in it just it's been a long <laughs> it's crazy because we're seeing like these players who are so old right now in nba terms they're, they're still going at it and they still look like the best people on the court so shout out to Curry shout out to LeBron you know it's it's a pleasure seeing them still being in the playoffs and still performing at a high level especially at this point in this career so I'm just very thankful that I'll get to see this and I hope hopefully everyone else is great thankful as well because like I said we're never going to see this again one of the greatest basketball players of all time and the greatest shooter in NBA history going at it it is like the eighth it is like the um, fourth time they made the playoffs in the last eight years. It seemed like twenty. I feel like they they always meet, but it's this like is, this is their fifth time in total, right? It's somewhere around there. I'm not sure. Because it was fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. It was the first year they got up. Um, Curry and Warriors upset the homecoming. The next year LeBron came and the Cavs came back down three one. Then the next two years, KD, KD. KD. Yeah, yeah, KD. So that's four, and, and now this is the fifth. Yeah, it's fifth time they see each other in the playoffs. The last eight years, that's more really? than more than half the fucking finals that just in playoffs that we saw Curry versus Steph. Yeah, yeah. it happened so quick too. No, not Curry really versus did. LeBron. These years, these years went by so quick, bro. And another thing that we haven't seen is KD against LeBron too. Man, uh, we haven't seen that series. We haven't, we haven't seen, seen it that years. Matchup. We haven't seen that what? Not wow. even the regular season. Not it even was twenty twelve, bro. I mean, in the, even in the regular season, we haven't seen that. So. Yeah, it's one thing I still I'm still waiting on that matchup to happen. Phoenix and Lakers advance. No. I don't know about Phoenix now. I'm saying, imagine that. <laughs> nah, yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. It'd be like I think if that happens, this would be like one of the best stories, as far as like matchups, NBA playoffs wise matchups, the one of the best I've seen in a while. If you look at starting from the very beginning to all the teams that have played against each other and just all the drama and rivalries that have been going on is one of the best I've seen in a while for sure playoffs yeah I think this whole season I think this has been just a great season I don't want to talk, bring it up right now but I'll talk, I'll talk about it later about the season in total I think we've already forgotten about some crazy stuff that happened in the in the season and if I remind y'all about it y'all gonna be like oh yeah yeah <laughs> you remember that shit. happened in November and December we didn't fucking remember that shit anymore that shit went by fast really god did. damn I still remember the the two ten start for the Lakers. Remember they were two ten. 
Do you Westbrook. remember the Utah Jazz being the best team in the NBA? I still remember, Steve. I still remember Steve, Steve Nash coaching Brooklyn Nets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Man, that team changed so much. Y'all were expecting me to come on here and just hate on the Lakers, huh? They probably trying to set me up. They probably trying to corner me. <laughs> you been hanging on them all year. What nah, bro. I'm, I'm appreciating every single game for what it is, man. Yeah. I'm a change man. Just how you change with I my boy Jimmy Buckets. Because the New York Knicks still ain't making no noise. <laughs> I'm not changing my mind about I'm the Knicks. Not gonna lie. I'm maturing, bro. And <laughs> one. Damn. Going out. to the foul line. Yeah. Um, y'all got anything? I think that's every series, right? Yeah. I feel like something else happened. Is there something else? I think something else big happened. Joel Embiid won the MVP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was, yeah. that's exactly what I was talking about. Joel Embiid won the MVP. Did we all have Embiid as MVP? I had Embiid as MVP. Me too, for you sure. Embiid as MVP ish. No, I think I had Jokic. Oh yeah, Jokic. That's a fine. Nah, don't. It was a toss up, but yeah. Shout out to Embiid. Well deserved. I feel like he just deserved it. No, but they yeah, gave it because what Kendrick Perkins said. Bro. It was his time, man. Uh, <laughs> it was his time. Nah, he, he he did deserve it. Like, he was a great player this year. He was just he was just in line for it, bro. It was his, it was yeah. his moment. Can't get upset. Mm-hmm. Who's the who won the scoring title? Was it MB too? MB. Okay, yeah. yeah. MB won the scoring title and MVP. Hey, that's a crazy, that's crazy, crazy accomplishment to win both. Mm-hmm. Scoring title MVP. Most unstoppable force, bro. Yeah. He's the most unstoppable player. And we're going to get the all-NBA teams. And I think Wednesday they're going to announce the all-NBA teams. I think in a week it's going to be the NBA draft. Already? I think May 15th or 16th is the NBA draft. Damn. We're going to see where Victor goes. Yeah, that's mm. going to be fun. We're going to see Victor chilling there with a little tuxedo. Going to put on a little hat. A long-ass tuxedo. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Wild draft. Yeah. Okay, didn't add comments, questions, concerns. Forever hold y'all's peace. That's it for me. Miami's winning this series. Lakers advancing. Nuggets advancing. That's what it looks like. Let's go uh-huh. Philly. And Philly. Hopefully Philly wins. I ain't gonna lie. I'm tired of seeing the Celtics in the. Making their deep playoff run. <laughs> I'm, I'm wanting to switch up, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, see if Francisca's win. Uh, uh.